Hello there, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where one American and two Brits try to talk about the World Cup but often get distracted. I am your host with the most Oscar Puente, and I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by my two very, very good friends, Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. Welcome to the World Cup, boys. Today, I feel hungry. <laughs> yeah. Today, I feel a little bit chilly. Mm. Um, mostly, I feel not inclined to do ridiculous speeches. <laughs> um, but here we are. The World Cup's upon us. Yeah, what a time yeah. to be alive. What a, what a World Cup to be having, I guess. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, this is going to be highly unstructured. We're just going to go through some stuff about the World Cup until mm-hmm. we get tired of talking about the World Cup. Yeah, and we'll uh, usually if you there. listen to us in the regular season, you'd find we're incredibly well-structured, <laughs> thought out, organized, uh, and planned. Um, Excuse you, I do a good job of moving this show along, sort of. Okay. Yeah, you close, <laughs> you close the tab, and that's the most important thing. That is true. Yes, 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 yes. Um, um, would it would it be safest to preface, I guess, and caveat the entire World Cup discussion, as it were, as conflicted? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I I feel very gross doing a podcast about this World Cup because we are on some level like benefiting from this, and so we're part of the big machine of evil of mm. the World Cupness of it all. Um, but like at the same time, you know, our listeners like us and want to hear us probably talking about this and it will bring them some measure of joy sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's this whole thing cause... is fucking gross. Like I do, I'm not enjoying watching it. I'm, mm. I'm extremely icky about the whole thing, especially the way that like American, um, the Fox channel people are covering it. Cause it's just one big advertisement for how nice of a place Qatar is and you should come do business here and visit us. And uh, now. That's interesting because uh, I saw. Is it because it's Fox? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> that, that is Fox. Yeah, but I saw um, a polling thing, uh, uh, YouGov poll uh, tweet that about uh, fans' attitudes in different countries to the World Cup and whether Qatar should ha- even have the World Cup or whether or just about Qatar in general. And like the the uh, British fans came in as. Uh, wildly sort of uh, against Qatar having the World Cup. Um, and as we've discussed before, no doubt there's a, a a twinge of racism in there. Just a smidgen, sure. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, From English people? No. No. Surely no. Never. Not. Surely Never. Not. We're very welcoming to all those that arrive on our shores. Big, 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 t- big time. Both. Big time. Metaphorically <laughs> and literally. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I hate uh, this place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, um, but the um, and as I say, various countries were were polled. But um, in America, the the was Poland feeling... polled? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's uh, a shame. I think because that's uh, where polls originated from. Yes, indeed, it is. From oh, the, I get it. I see what the, you did. The there. motherland, <laughs> um, but. Um, Italy was actually quite favourable about Qatar having it and uh, Qatar weird. as a country. But so was the U- US. And what I wondered, uh, what I was going to ask you anyway, actually, so it's come up a bit earlier than I thought, is is that because, so obviously soccer isn't your main sport over there. Correct. So does it? Is it just because coverage of the World Cup hasn't leaked into the mainstream anywhere near as much as it has here? So we've, because it, football is our main sport, the World Cup is 
you know a huge event it's 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 front page news as well as as well as back page news and the fact that Qatar got it when we were also in the bid that year for it as like really mm. but hurt a lot of <laughs> English people anyway at the start and then it was then it was found to be so corrupt do you know what I mean the whole it's been in our news for um, 12 years now and it and seemed it seemed from a lot of reaction and news articles that came out like there was a very it's only really come to light as much short term on social media in the states it seemed to yeah, be yeah that's on. what i was going to say is that like we were mad when russia and qatar got it because we were also supposed to get one of those world cups we ended mm. up with the 2026 so it ended up, it, it ended up okay but like we were all mad about it 12 years ago because of the blatant like bribery aspect of it yeah. but the whole like qatar is bad and Thousands of migrant workers have died under potentially modern day slavery labor well, no, conditions. They say three. Building the stadiums. They said three people have died in ten years. Three thousand, yeah. Mm. Uh, Thirty five hundred, I think, is the number I saw recently. But no, so like that stuff wasn't getting coverage because, like, yeah, the mainstream, and by which I mostly mean boomer media, uh, yeah. sports in America doesn't really cover soccer until every four years when the World Cup is here. Then they're like, oh, we should talk about this, right? So um, that's, where that's it, increasingly less true among young people. Yeah, like like my buddy Nick. Case in point, like more and more young people are watching the Premier League and talking about soccer on a regular basis. Um, but certainly with the World Cup coverage, like it was only in the last couple of weeks that people were like, "Oh, that's right, the World Cup is coming. We should talk about the World Cup." So the, I had I had like your casual person who knows that I'm a big soccer fan be like, "Yo, so so Qatar sucks, huh? What's the deal with Qatar?" Um, so it was not knowing. Yeah. I would say, like, in the collective consciousness, there were certainly obviously people like me. And and I'm not um, such a small minority as we used to be the soccer fans anymore. But, like, yeah, only recently has that stuff come out. And then we naturally, as a country and as a culture, tend to simp for wealth in all forms. And so, like... And conservatism, generally. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I mean, England isn't any better these oh, days, God, let's no. be no, honest. I'm not trying to claim but, that. Um, no, Absolutely. Yeah, I would say, though, in the last couple of weeks, since the World Cup sort of coverage has picked up, it has been part of the story. Mm. Um, not mm. on TV, because, again, Fox is the one that has the rights and, and Fox going to Fox and do Fox things. Um, generally pro-fascist, the Fox mm. company, mm. organization. But uh, That's what the F stands for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I would say that it, it, like people are like talking about it now. Um, but if this poll is more than two weeks old, then yeah, of course there would have been no like ill sort of feelings towards Qatar right. or them hosting a World Cup. By the way, if you are American and you listen to this podcast, but you haven't particularly known what's going on with that, um, or if you happen to have found us because you're getting into soccer for the first time because it's the World Cup and there's always a massive wave of new soccer fans, welcome, love it. Um, the World Cup is very low quality soccer, so if you like this, stick around and watch the Premier League, and it's actually really great soccer. You'll love League only... One. You'll love yeah. League One, guys. Yeah, exactly. Americans think soccer is boring because they only watch the World Cup, and then like oh, you watch yeah. you watch a domestic league, and you're like, oh wait, this sport can be fun? Question <laughs> mark. Um, so stick around, but yeah, Qatar is is a terrible, terrible situation and a terrible place. Um, obviously, not all Qatari people are bad. I'm not trying to say that, but certainly the people ruling it. Yes. And the policies that they have in place are extremely uh, evil, full stop. Um, yeah, I will, it's, not, it's, I will not mince those words. Look, it's it's very difficult to, to unpack everything. And I think it'd be fair to say that there's a lot of nuance to the discussion 
Um, I think we've already alluded to it there and we've always been very vocal in our criticisms of both our respective nations um, for all of their evils. Um, You know, we see it everywhere. And so it feels like sometimes I think a lot of it is, uh, as, as we always did with, especially in the UK before, of saying, oh, these corrupt African nations or all these corrupt um, Asian countries or whatever, and then, yeah. you know, people finally seeing that, oh, this, this one's quite fucking corrupt as well, isn't it? Because it's always easier to point at other people. Um, you know, having said that, of course, that doesn't negate the the right to to criticize those things and say it's it's fairly disgusting and and a lot of this world cup entirely has been based on lies on hidden truths on uh, all sorts and you know obviously a nation that has the death penalty for people based on their their sexual preferences um and such you know the, a lot of dogmatic things with migrant workers uh, being exploited and and that kind of stuff are kind of easy targets um i d- i do think you know in the in the balance of fairness because we were going to record with andy Pempraise and he obviously would have uh, provided a bit of a um someone who has lived their vibe i d- i do think a lot of the discourse blows qatar up to be this kind of mythical place um where all of the evils happen and mm. you know i i don't think people genuinely believe it is as bad as that you know it is kind of behind closed doors and but it's it's just when the official state policy or the country policy is so intrinsically linked to you know what for some parts of the world may be perceived as being outdated religious beliefs um that that in in perhaps some christian nations have been more progressive in in changing those for example same sex relationships um as just the the easy one to kind of see a world cup go to this place it sticks in the craw a lot and i'm also conscious of the fact that we started this podcast talking about and being excited about a world cup that was in russia four years ago um i'd like to think i haven't gone back and listened but that we were critical then um there was a lot of worries about people definitely of homosexuals of people that weren't white um of violence and those kind of things and as much as they said they wanted to see it as a you know the World Cup as a force for good. Um, we all know what's happened with Russia and the Russian team were investigated for doping and all that kind of allegations mm. and have been banned from international sports since. So, you, you know, both things can be true in this world. You can say that FIFA as a whole is a corrupt nation and is awarding these things to these places based entirely on money and that things in our own house need to be put in order. But yeah, you know, Infantino to come out a couple of weeks ago and say, "Hey, get rid of the politics and stick to the football," and then come out and say Europe needs to apologise for three thousand years of oh, it's all over the place. Whatever, yeah, you know, it's messy. Crazy. Um, I mean, I, before I realised when you your opening salvo, Chuck, before I realised that that was an Infantino thing, I just thought you were saying all your different feelings because you were feeling conflicted because that's uh, it's the only way to feel about this World Cup. Very, very much so. I, d- I don't know. So let's take today as an example. So I watched out of morbid curiosity just for how it was going to be. I think like a lot of us, I had the Qatar Ecuador game on a second screen on the BBC yesterday. Mm. Um, just while I was playing Warzone um, <laughs> because I'm down with the kids now guys um, yeah. I play Warzone um, and 
I mean, the BBC coverage was great over here. I will say that, Oscar, as much as you said about Fox not listening. Um, the, the iPlay uh, BBC coverage, the, the whole pre-match was just about, you know, they were going to BBC news reports, talking about um, the, the various human rights abuses, the problems with Qatar, things that have happened throughout the process, deaths of migrant workers. Um, not only that, but the fan parks and the construction or lack thereof um, mm. of them in a yeah. lot of situations and people turning up having spent three and a half grand for example on a hotel but it turns out they're in an unfinished what's effectively a gazebo with a fan um <laughs> yeah. a little plastic gazebo as well not a fancy wooden one um, they're the fan yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know just seeing a, it being really, really shit, the stadium's being empty, no one really being there, um, and it's kind of seemed to be the trend today. I, ha I didn't watch the England game, I was working, um, also I just didn't really want to, I'm not really finding much joy from England nowadays and anything really associated with the country. Have you ever um, found joy from England on any level other than yeah, last World Cup. yourself? Go back and listen to our third episode, I think I have an abundance of joy <laughs> the joy is um, overflowing yeah my wasn't the only did, thing flowing but yeah yeah so much lithuanian jägermeister um <laughs> and it's been the same pattern for those games and so i found it difficult to actually be up for the world cup and i i, I couldn't put a pin pin on it exactly whether it was because it felt wrong with it being in qatar whether it's because it didn't feel usual because it's in the winter um, and so close to the Premier League ending and it's dark here and cold and horrible. I shouldn't be watching World Cup games under a blanket on my sofa. That's not how I should be watching World Cup games. <laughs> I should be watching World Cup at least, games look, look, at least that's to all you're doing. inch of my life. Shout out to all our Australian listeners who are like, the World Cup is always in winter. It's nice yeah. to have one in summer for once. Oscar, it's just yeah. progress that all he's doing is watching telly under that blanket, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Filthy, filthy mucky man. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so the games today just, yeah, and also, you know, I'm not being, not particularly inspired by English, way, the way of football, Gareth Southgate, you know, the, the terrible things with Maguire, although obviously we open up with a 6-2 win against Iran, you know, the two conceded the goals, the two conceded goals, a uh, little bit alarming, but you know, here it is. <laughs> oh my um, God, so negative. <laughs> mm, definitely, because I do what I want, and I fully retain <laughs> to the fair, right so, so to change my mind at any point in the tournament. Yes, of course. Uh, when I so, feel it sparks joy. So was Gareth in the post-match. He was like, shouldn't be conceding to. <laughs> That's basically what he you're said. Well, you really shouldn't, for the no, record, agreed. be conceding to to yeah. a Agreed. Well, yeah, but put respect. They are, they, like... they are ranked. They are ranked twentieth according to FIFA. Ah, yes, so... and as we all know, as we all know. You know that is, that is the main thing here. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to say I, do, I I don't really know how I feel about this tournament, and and still can't put a finger on it. But yeah, just the weird stuff today that like I thought I heard it, and then I saw it confirmed that every st every stadium hasn't been full. You've seen it visibly mm. not full, and every stadium announcer has announced the attendance for the day's game being thousands of people over the capacity of the stadium. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> there was a 60,000 seater stadium for the first game. Apparently, it was a 67,000 attendance. Yep. Like, yep. It's a lot of people in trench coats. Three people in one giant trench coat, Chuck. <laughs> That's how they're getting in. Sure. All on one seat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't really yeah. know... 
Mm. It's, it's Trumpian. You. It's Trumpian. That sort of just. <laughs> just yeah, the the know. truth is whatever they want. Um, I'm I'm very much with you. It's been very violent swings of like I don't want to watch this, or I'm not interested in this, or I'm actively wanting to stay away from this, and then like, oh my god, I'm so excited! It's the World Cup, yay! Um, because like on a personal level, like growing up, the World Cup was the only soccer that I watched until 2000. <laughs> two world cup was the last time i watched like just the world cup um and then around 06 is when like the premier league started being on tv but from 02 to 06 i was watching the bundesliga on spanish tv um but i have like really fond memories of like being bonding with my dad and like the world cup being a really connection point for us like you know a lot of people have that like oh i'm bonding with my father over sports fathers and sons and all and fathers and daughters and you know all that shit um so like I'm naturally drawn towards being excited for the World Cup because, like, that was how I found soccer. And that really was the only way that I interacted with soccer for the first, like, 16, 18 years of my life. Um, but then, obviously, like, this is happening. And, I, and I've been on this for, like, months now. I remember bringing up in the Slack, like, in August, being like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this World Cup, you guys. I feel like maybe I have to because I'm on a podcast. But if I wasn't, then I would maybe just tune out completely. And I've been just going back and forth since then. Even on Sunday, like, we turned on the, me and Emily turned on the, the like, pre-opening ceremony coverage, made it about two minutes of Fox talking about how wonderful Qatar is and having one of the royals on, and we're like, nope, switch that off. Turned it back on when there was going to be a K-pop guy performing a song, because we like K-pop. Uh, turned it back off, didn't watch the first game, but then, like, was texting about it and being like, I wish, I kind of wish I was watching, but I kind of am also, like, we're playing Monopoly instead, and... That was more fun than watching the game. Like, I don't know. You it's, didn't. It, you it, didn't need to watch the first game anyway. Yeah, sure. Very, I mean, very Qatar was the first host nation it to lose. It was. I mean, it, yeah, it was very bad. Um, and I guess that's a natural point to transition. I guess if we're going to talk about the actual football for a bit, because we are going <laughs> to keep do, this actually, speedy. I do because... want to say one thing before we transition. Go on then. Um, as the as the resident minority on the show, I have. Um, been on the other end of a lot of like uh third world country racism and xenophobia um given that my family comes from guatemala and i just want to say that it's important to criticize the qatari government for their policies and for all the horrible things that have gone into like getting this world cup to happen um but just be mindful of the tone mm. and the flavor of those criticisms because there's been a lot of including from like otherwise liberal and like um open-minded individuals there's definitely a flavor of like these savages from this shithole country mm. yeah. kind of thing yeah um so just my plea to all the white folks that listen to this which is probably i'd assume most of our listenership because it's a podcast um <laughs> is is just just be mindful of that like it's it's good to say like these terrible things happened and we don't and we like con condemn them and whatever but like mm -hmm. don't don't verge into like these pe these brown people from this shithole country are savages for the things that they believe like yeah just be yeah. mindful of that language and that sort of just i mean flavor on, on, to it. On, yeah i think that's a very very good point oscar um, it can it can be difficult, I guess, when you're talking about things such as uh, you know gender identity, um, your your sexual preferences, or, or you know who you love, that kind of thing. For, for what you know, I'm, I'm not the best at articulating that. Apologies, um, but it can be hard with such an affront not to bite back, as it were, in quite a vicious way. And so I think that's mm. that's right, and it, it it can be good just to 
try to to watch your words as much as you can in that moment you know yeah we, make it about policies not about a culture and a people's yeah that's all. because it can be as much as i'd never want to excuse it you know it it's good in a way that this tournament's kind of been the opposite of sports washing um oh my god it's backfiring miserably they've, for them they've spent more money on this tournament than i think all of the world cups from 1990 to 2014 combined oh my god um, 220 billion has been spent on this and the highest previously was 19 i believe something like that or at least it was Jesus. in the teens um and you know the attention that they're getting isn't necessarily what they would want i th i think there have been there's been some progress but not enough um i think it would be fair to say um for for the conditions by which that they were awarded uh, the tournament um even you know blatter coming out and saying it was a mistake fuck me um yeah <laughs> what, what what timing that guy has um but I do, you know it it can be strange to live in this situation so qatar um again this is paraphrasing andy pempre so i hope i'm getting this right qatar as a nation only about 10 percent of qatari i seem to remember him saying so it's a huge huge population of people from outside anyway um so that part of the community is is fairly hidden in a way but in another way not because all qatari citizens get a share of the sovereign wealth fund um so they each get about 140 grand a year from the government um on top of whatever else they do so when you live in that situation i mean you kind of don't you don't live in a in in reality really i don't think as we know it you don't mm. live in progressive societies you don't live in dealing bubble, with yeah. dealing with societal issues beyond just what you believe and that's it and i think that can be quite a strange one if you've never encountered a different um belief system i mean mm. we're seeing at the yeah. minute huge stuff mm. in iran um i guess we're, we're not actually talking about qatar at all fuck it um <laughs> it was it was shit both teams are shit and qatar are going to get battered every game um yeah but you know in other um muslim countries at the minute especially iran um you know we're seeing huge protests about their treatment of women and and the way that's you know hopefully going to get more coverage and, and pushing now and seeing the the men's team yeah. take statements in in pre-match press conferences and you know refusing to sing the national anthem it's, uh, it's a big up against, deal that yeah although it's it was huge. censored in iranian tv that the players yeah, were, were like protesting the iranian iranian citizens are not going to miss that like you no, know yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where were the national anthems you know they're gonna know what what was going on there because uh, I mean every, you know what it's like all these things come from a pool feed so they'd have just had had to stay on the uh, stay on their studio uh, until until the national anthems were finished and the, you know Iranian citizens are gonna know there's a big upswell in the protest at the minute they're mm -hmm. gonna know why and as Chuck says they you know the players were making same a great personal danger to them when they go back yes, I mean yes that, it's, absolutely you know very brave like it, really 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 it brave is. on a level that like we can't understand I don't think no well we we can't because it's matched up with the the, the flip side of it of uh, the uh, un unity of European nations. I can't remember exactly what it was. England, Wales, Germany, um, others are available uh, that we're going to wear the, yes. the One Love oh, armband to make their statement. 
um, and say, you know, oh, yeah, this is going to be our protest, our statement about love. And then the second a sporting sanction in the form of a yellow card comes out, they go, oh, well, well we won't do that. And, like, mm. it, it exposes the whole thing for kind of the farcical, um, gesturish nature of it. Like, mm. there's something intrinsically in there that if you're going to protest about something, you have to kind of be putting yourself at risk in some way to actually show yeah. that you give a fuck. Like, imagine the power of a compounded statement of that if, if it, you know, Harry Kane had walked out and, had, and the referee had to have been booked and people have had to explain why it was booked because he was wearing something with a rainbow on it um, that was saying everyone should just be loved and treated well. Like, yeah. these, these aren't... Although a lot of these ideas go in contravention say perhaps with uh, religious teachings and what the beliefs are these aren't you know they aren't going and, and saying something trivial this is just about loving one another and, and being kind i know and um, did you see the new ways. one with belgium with their uniforms yeah. like yeah they are not Don't they have, have the word to get love. new uniforms it's not even visible it's inside the shirt on the collar and bear in mind that those those kits have been out for ages months like, yeah, yeah months. It, it's ridiculous that that fifa are, are now uh, losing their shit and and pulling these things and i think it's qatar is forcing fifa's hand well that's just a ridiculous um, qatar, situation it, isn't it? Like, it listen to the double pivot on this it might have been a patreon episode so if it is then sorry you can't listen to it if you're not a patreon but they did a really good coverage of like the actual politics at play because they're much smarter than us we're just three dummies who don't know anything about anything um they know about the politics and the stuff, so they like they went into it, and there was a lot of like interesting dynamics there about like how Qatar are using FIFA as an arm to do their political cold warring mm. against other countries and other nations in that region. Like, there's a lot at play here that like we don't really understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and FIFA are a bunch of cowards, but also like Gianni Infantino lives in Qatar and is a Qatari citizen, so like. Maybe he didn't have a choice in coming out and making that speech. Not that that huh. makes that speech anything other than fucking garbage and it's, and him a fucking garbage person for taking those millions of dollars and living in Qatar to, you know, be, you know, like he put himself in this position, right? But like, yeah. there's more at play Literally, here Literally, he ran unopposed hmm. yeah. to be FIFA president or whatever well, the fuck he I, is. I guess all we're trying to say egg. is that if you feel conflicted about this, um, no one can tell you how to feel. Uh, it is a place full of very serious issues and like feel what you're going to feel and engage or don't engage with the world cup as you best see fit. Um, we're not really here to tell you how to live your life other than try to be a good person in your daily interactions with humans and be accepting and all that. But like, you know, I get it. If you feel icky, I feel icky. If you don't want to watch, don't watch. If you turn around and you're like, sorry, I'm really excited. It's the world cup. I didn't want to watch, but now I am. That's also okay. Like, you just, can just you kind can, of do what you're doing, but just be thoughtful you can, about things. That's you, all. Yeah, like I, I think that's the important thing to say. You can you can enjoy watching 22 men kick a ball on a pitch in this situation. That doesn't mean that you hate gay people. Like no, right. Those two exactly. things can be things. So I, I think sometimes it, it can, you know you don't want to vilify or or you know. What's the word? De de you know, have demonize. the demon demonize. Yeah, demonize. That'll do. Um, people just for wanting to do something that you know, as long as they are going in with their eyes open, mm. 
that's you know that's incremental change as well in a way um to get more people to realize it um you know seeing it people people took the piss out of journalists and railed on people like gary neville for for wanting to go over there and do a thing and you know alex scott stood on the tv broadcast and wore the one love armband because the teams couldn't um and that that image holds a lot more power if they're doing it in a stadium in qatar as opposed to sat in a studio in salford or something like that or just you know on Skype, Skyping into a studio somewhere else. Um, you know, there is nuance and there is difficulty with this. And I think we've all, in some way or another, got carried away down different routes. But fuck me, I'm, I'm not happy with it. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous that it's there. It's ridiculous that, again, sportsmen are the ones that kind of have to be expected to be the ones to comment on this well, not this world it. fucking I've... leaders yeah. not people who run the organisations that do it they just get to sit there and do platitudes and then say I know what it feels like to be gay I know what it feels like to be a migrant worker I used to have red hair and kids yeah, used to goodness. bully me and take my lunch money and wow 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 fuck off you pathetic piece of shit. I yeah. don't have a single pe- I don't have a single clue what anything is. I- I've known Oscar now and spoken to him loads for years, and I can't even begin to comprehend to understand the things it- that he's gone through due to xenophobia, racism, all of that. And I wouldn't have the audacity to say that, that I understand what a gay person feels, what Oscar feels, what a migrant worker feels like being taken from their home and exploited and not paid. Like, how fucking ridiculous and disgusting a situation that is and the sooner that guy's gone and that kind of element is stripped not just from football but from all forms of society and i think that's maybe the difference between the last four years is a lot of us have started to realize in our own Mm -hmm. world and in our own lives these Mm -hmm. patterns of behavior that we're starting to see crop up everywhere and it's kind of you know people would say all the illuminati and all of that it's not it's just a bunch of fucking pricks that are just in these situations that don't give a shit about you or me. They just want the money and whatever brings the most money. And the sooner people stop taking it and constantly question and prohibit that kind of behavior and make sure we, you know, the the right side of things win, then we'll be all right. But if we stop talking about it and just accept it, then it then it it will always be the way it is. Excellently put. Here, here. I could sure, not possibly not? agree more. What were those words? um now i haven't watched any international football since the last world cup so i have no idea who's good and who's bad so i think we could maybe do a quick rundown of like some random teams that i'll pick that i know i recognize that country and you can tell me if they're good or bad okay go on then rapid fire i'm Uh, I'm gonna put a five minute timer on this episode yeah yeah yeah. no genuinely rapid fire holland good or bad netherlands okay um okay you know, had to win against Senegal, really, and have got the harder game out of the way. Um, it took time to grow into that game, though. Yeah, they're really not did. swashbuckling as they were before under Van Gaal, but they can do something. They'll get out of the groups, maybe get to the quarterfinal, I think. Okay, quarterfinal. Excellent. England, going to win it all? No. No, come on. I semi-final mean, knocked out in penalties? I, I would be delighted with the semi-final. I think that is probably unlikely. It's very easy to get carried away because we've scored six. Uh, but it was yeah. Iran. And uh, I think 
I think the USA, based on today's game, uh, will. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at any result from the England USA mm. game now. Um, yeah, we're I, the second youngest squad. I know we have a lot of young, talented players playing at big clubs in Europe, and that's never really happened before. Um, but I have yeah. no idea how the US is as a team. I just, um, I, I, in so. terms of the, I mean, England. I think it's most likely that we get like France in the quarterfinals, and who knows? That's a crapshoot. Um, we'll see. Mm. Then semis final who knows um it's far too early to tell usa i think they're by and large across that squad like you said it's a very talented squad but they're they're all it's all far too early in the cycle it's very you know, raw it's, isn't it's it? germany yeah, it's germany yeah, yeah. and spain last time you know mm. you give them time and a, and a probably a better coach than greg bellhalter and, okay. and they'll do well who was wearing Jordan 4's really limited edition, beautiful Jordan 4's today. Shout out, that shoe game was so good. Okay. All right. If nothing else, the Usment coach, solid shoe game. Usment. Uh, uh, that's how we say it. Um, Argentina, Messi going to win a World Cup finally? Huh? I, uh, I saw this ages ago, and I don't know if it's true, but it was like if Messi played all but one of his next 13 games for PSG and Argentina got to the final with him playing in all of the games, that the final would be his 1,000th game as a footballer, <laughs> as a professional footballer. Um, Argentina are, are pretty legit. Um, okay, and I, cool. I, Good. Okay. I think in general, South American teams, I guess, transition to Brazil as well here. I think yeah. South American teams, for the first time in a long time, have a legit case for going all the way. Brazil are um, the favourites, right? I vaguely remember hearing that. Well, they're, yeah. they're strong all over the pitch and mm. in depth as well. That's the thing with Brazil. Okay. They're, they're, they're okay. very, very strong in each position. It's no longer just Neymar no. give everything to Neymar and target him. Like they, you know, He's still there and he's been performing really, really well this season, being at a World Cup year for PSG. Um, yeah. But they have a hell of a lot of talent all over that squad. Okay. All, everywhere. Um, France, Benzema out, Conte out, Pogba mm. out. Are they cooked? They're not like, um, that is my sense of it. Just given the list of injuries that I saw on Twitter. Their midfield is very good, but again, very young. Um, it okay. depends what happens. He might end up playing like Rabiot, Chouameni, um, a few others. But I mean, they still have like players like Camavinga. They still have a very good defense. Hugo Lloris is great. They still have a Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. Um, Olivier Giroud will be the most handsome man at the tournament again. <laughs> and probably um, their number one striker, it sounds like. Yeah. Will they get to the final without him scoring a goal again? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but it's just where there's a lot of predictions of France potentially imploding with the, the politics of it all. Makes and sense. The, the I mean, it is doctor. every other World Cup, right? So France they, won. they have track record for it. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the host, um, my the, beloved the Germany going to get out of the groups this time? Question mark? Well, Germany's the interesting group, isn't it? It's Germany, Germany, Spain, Spain, Costa Rica, and Japan. Yeah, so it's whether Japan do enough, I guess, but Costa Rica can cause problems as well in a in a oh, chaos I know. way. They fucking kept the US out of the World Cup last time. <laughs> they knocked England out in 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, they've got it. When England and Italy went out in 2014, Costa Rica was in that group. Costa Rica go. and Uruguay. Um, Jesus, how do I remember that? Um, <laughs> So yeah, Germany, uh, there's a lot of good vibes coming out of Germany. They're very happy with Hansi Flick taking over from Jürgen Lowe. Um And they're just a bit older and a bit more developed. Um, good, yeah, they're a good side. I think them and right. Spain, it's, it's like a good and a bad thing. They're in the same group. I'm looking forward to that group game. So both likely to make the knockouts, both maybe quarterfinal teams, it sounds like, just reading between the lines there? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, Belgium Dark Horse, I'm assuming, because they always are. <laughs> oh, God. This is, right, so everyone's saying this is their last chance. I think their last chance was last time. I think Yeah, it's done. Hazard is cooked. It's done. So, like, yeah. I mean, but, De, unless De Bruyne goes super-duper-duper Super Saiyan. Yeah, but you no. can't, I don't think you can rely on one player to get you to a final of a tournament. I'm not saying they've only got one player, but they've got a load of young players, like very young players, and a load of old players. And I just think yeah. that all talk of their golden generation and, and it being their last chance, no, I think that last chance is already gone, personally. Yeah. Yeah, they I were, mean, they were was dark the horses. They were dark horses, like at least oh. one, if not two, tournaments too long. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, they were dark horses in 2010, and then we just kept calling them dark horses. Yeah, it became a bloody yeah. meme, basically, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, that's all of the teams. Portugal, I hope, gets knocked out as soon as possible because fuck them. Well, <laughs> I mean, he might be dropped, which would oh, be great. Good. Oh, that would be delightful. Um, yeah, because everyone's saying, look, because that Portugal team is ridiculously talented. Is like, it really? Oh. That's, that squad is insane. Like, if, okay, you, okay. if you look through it across Europe, uh, across top teams, they are amazing. And it will be the exact same situation as him for Manchester United, that if you put him in that team, they will be weaker for him being there. Um, and okay, I don't okay. think he improves them enough. Um, all right, so let's. Um, doesn't matter because Denmark are winning it all, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there because I know Ian wanted to keep this one short. Um, who wins this for you? Like, put your England bias aside. Put your anti-American bias aside because um, I know you otherwise would have picked America. Clearly, we all know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, Stop is it just going to be Brazil oh, or like who the do you stolen pick? result against Wales? Yeah, oh, exactly. Poor guys. One all. Yeah, they looked pretty good in the first half. I don't know. I don't know anything yep. about the Osmer, shame. But shame. There's good. two halves to a game, isn't there? <laughs> That's how it works, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I would say Germany just because I always say Germany and they always manage to turn up at World Cups except for last time. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, knocked out of the groups. Um, knocked out of the groups, sad KFC. Uh, many sad KFCs that World Oh, that's right. You, oh, you, remember, had, yeah. you, you ate the bucket. Yeah, the whole bucket, bucket yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah, my sad bucket in the car by myself. Um, Ian, I'll go to you first. Who's going to win this World Cup and why? I just, I just think Brazil, for what I said before, I just think that the depth okay. in every position uh, will stand them in good stead there. Um embarrassment at uh, previous tournaments mm. I think has been mm-hmm. forgotten and been an impetus for ch- uh, change in that team I th- I don't think we see the um the classic South American uh swashbuckling thing now I think we see a little bit more intelligence in their play and in the players they've got so I think Brazil 7-1 will do that to you yeah, uh, just, yeah. Jesus Christ Chuck, yeah Chuck who wins this one mm, um I'm I'm going for the the romance of Argentina mm. um, okay I, cool. I think the the combination of narrative plus very talented players um and the greatest player yeah um, see, that's in the world what I want to happen yeah, yeah. I, I can see yeah that because I think Brazil when I did a prediction of what was likely to happen Brazil and Argentina top their groups they meet in the semi final they do yeah Ooh, tasty um, tasty tasty yeah so yeah I think Argentina although Jeff did a prediction game and I'm the only one who picked England uh, from the top group so you know <laughs> you uh, little patriot yeah. I was drunk <laughs> uh, yeah Oscar what do you what do you what do you want to win. I, I mean, I, I, I want Germany. I always Not want Germany. Germany obviously. 
Um, but if it's not going to be German, we've been over this, okay? We There is a reason. <laughs> it's a weird reason, but there is reason. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, if it's not going to be Germany, I guess Argentina. I want the U.S. to go far enough that all the fucking assholes in Europe, and especially in England, who dismiss my opinions because I'm American, and who are like, stick to baseball, and like, mm. what could you possibly have to say or know about mm. soccer? Um, right. There is a genuine anti-American bias in European soccer, and especially in English soccer. Certainly. I mean, there's one on this so podcast. I, <laughs> I, yeah, there's exactly. Um, so I want the US to do well for that reason, mm-hmm. like beat England in the group and maybe make like the quarters would be nice. But like, mm-hmm. I don't root for the US because we're a fucking terrible place and like, fuck this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but you've got to keep politics out of football, Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if um, you, just so you know, even if the US won this whole tournament, I'd still probably dismiss your opinion. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be because you're American. It'd just be, yeah. you know. The moments of mess is appealing to me so I guess yeah. I'm rooting for Argentina outside of like obviously I'm rooting for Germany but apart from that <laughs> obviously. I would root for Argentina just because I want Messi to be able to retire with a World Cup so that any ridiculous dumb person who's still using that argument against him mm-hmm. can just shut the hell up um, and for his little like wonderful little hobbit heart I think it would be great for him to and have one World Cup it would kill and we don't usually name him but I'm gonna it would kill Ronaldo for that oh <laughs> that would be so good mm-hmm. that would be tasty mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess we're team Argentina on this podcast. It sounds <laughs> it like. Yeah. Well, we're t- yeah, we're we're team Messi. Um, is there is there any outside of the glamorous teams any anyone that you think will do well? Quote uh, unquote, Belgium, dark horse surprise package. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you piece of shit! Well done, well done. Well, I don't know. I haven't watched world. I haven't watched any international teams since the last World Cup, so I cannot answer that question. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Wait, we didn't are even Italy make it here. They're no. not here. Holy shit, I'm looking at the list of groups. Italy's not in this one. How did that happen? Right, start the outro. Um, that that, that, that is as good, a, as good a point as any to just end everything. After we Beautiful. record, can you fill me in the one why Italy's not here? I would love to actually know. Oh, because they're shit. Um, okay. Never change, Oscar. Never change. Um, well... We'll be back. We don't know when we're going to record as and when we feel like it um, over this World Cup. Obviously, games start coming thick and fast. We want to get to you. Say goodbye, Oscar. Bye. Say goodbye, Ian. Bye-bye. Thanks to all our producers, Nate, Mark, Sam, Jeff, Andy, and Tom. Bye-bye.